0: Father, we just come, we thank you for your word, the engrafted word that's able to save our souls. We thank you for it today, Lord, and we ask today that it would, as we look into the light of your word, that we will see your reflection and we will be exchanged into the same images, even by the Spirit of the Lord. And we thank you for your word today, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, We a few weeks ago I preached on living by the life of another. You remember, it says in Colossians 3, it says, it says, if you be risen with Christ, set your mind upon things above, for you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ. You're dead, your life is hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, who is your life? Christ is your life. When Christ, who is your life, shall you appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory. So mortify therefore that old man. Put him off. Just let him go, be dead Give him a decent burial and get on with living. That's what the Message Bible says. Give your old man a decent burial because you're not grave tenders anymore. Get out of the graveyard and get into the book of life. Amen? Let's get in the book of Acts and see what God's got for us. Well, today I want to I go a little different way. You know, we've talked about the old man, new man. and A lot of it, it's a struggle. with A lot of us learning how to live in that new man. And now today I want to do something along this line. I want to talk to you about living by the faith of the Son of God. Living by the faith of the Son of God. Living by the faith of another. See, you don't have faith on your own. The only faith you got is what he gives you. Really, what did Jesus say to the Corinthian church? What is it that you have? that you didn't receive as a gift and if you received it as a gift why are you boasting as if you earned it huh what do we have that wasn't given to us nothing that's what takes all the pressure off I don't have to live my old life I can live by the life of another because it's his life I'm living I can live by the life the faith of another because it's his faith Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 Wherefore, seeing we also have come past about with so great a cloud of witnesses. That's talking about all these people in chapter 11 that all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen it afar off. But it says through faith they did what? They obtained a good report, not having received the promise. Now come on, did you catch that? By faith they obtained a good report, even though they didn't receive the promise. Faith gets you what you need. And without faith it's hard to please God. Come on, you going to let me get away with that? Okay, it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible, please God, for he that is, he must believe that he is and the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that word diligently is speedo. It's not breaking your back and fasting and praying hours a day. It's getting there quick. Speedo. That means fast. Get in there quick. Just walk on in. Has nothing to do with a speedo now. All right. It's a Greek word for getting there quick. Amen. All right. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. There's always a sin with that weight. How many of you know Jesus, by one offering, took care of sin forever? And he sat down at the right hand of God. He took care of it. And that weight is what we carry around. That weight that we carry around, and the old man's always trying to get you to go back and look at sin. Lay aside every weight, and the old man and the sin, that says, easily beset us, and let us run with patience. What does the word patience really mean? It means cheerful endurance. Cheerful endurance. Not just endurance, right? It's cheerful endurance. And what? Count it all joy when you fall into all these things. You can't do that unless you know something. The next word says knowing something. you got to know something to be cheerful. you got to know what? What he's done for you. And he said, run with patience, the race is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Usher, author and finisher of faith is what the Greeks said. Who is the author of your faith? Jesus Who's the finisher of your faith? Jesus. Who is all between your faith? Jesus. And says, without that faith, it's impossible to please God. So he gives every man the measure of faith. To every man, he gives a measure of faith. Is that scriptural? So if you got faith, where'd you get it? Somebody's always saying, well, you just don't have any faith. Well, that's not what my Bible says. My Bible says he gives to every man a measure of faith. Now, he wants us to do something with that faith he's given us. But he gives it to every single person. Because if, if you don't have faith, it's because you didn't receive it, because you're never going to earn it, and you're not going to get it on your own. He is the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And he says, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. How much blood have any of you shed? How much blood has any of us shed? Not much. Not much. Right? So he shed the blood for us, so we don't have to shed the blood. But we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, let's look in Galatians chapter 6 here, just a chapter, yeah. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. I'm gonna start in verse fifteen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Says, Who are Jews talking about the who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles? Now, this is that verse sixteen, knowing something. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ. But by what? The faith of Jesus. Now what is Ephesians two, eight and nine says? For by grace are you saved through faith. And that faith that you got is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of yourself, lest any man should boast. See, that's a little different than you think it's been taught to you, hasn't it? By grace you're saved through faith, and that faith is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmen created in Christ to do good works. God expects us to do good works, but it's because of who we are not to become something. God ordained us to do good works because of who we are. But it's the faith of Him. And it says that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. Do you know that the law was given so you could be justified if you could keep it? There's just one problem. The flesh. No one could keep it. No one could ever do it. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners... Is therefore God the minister of sin? God forbid. How many of you know that which is born of God cannot sin? It's impossible because his seed remains in you and it cannot sin. So what part of you becomes a sinner again? Sure not the new man. It's the old man. If you go back to the old man, it's a sinner he's saying here. God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed. See, that thing was destroyed. I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live to God. See, I'm, I'm dead to the law, but I'm alive to God. Now listen to this very good b- verse. You all have it memorized. I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the fa- flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You want to know how to walk in a new man? One way, by faith in the Son of God. It's his faith. You're living this new Uh, Life, new man through the faith of the son of God that he gives you to live there it's not a struggle it's living by the faith of another who gives you the faith to do it by the life of another who is your life we learn to walk in the spirit how do we do that it should be so natural to us that we don't even know we're doing it because we're a new creature it's not something a new creature has to think about doing it's just something he does because he's born with that in him We live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And what does it say? Receiving the end of your faith. What is it? The salvation of your souls. That's the end of your believing is the salvation of your soul. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. You see it by faith. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We beholding as in a mirror this word are being conformed into the very image, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. As we look into this word of faith, then we are being transformed into its very image, as by the Spirit of God. See, when you're born again into a new creation, and you have a new new mind, will, and emotion, you're still just a babe. Now you got to grow in and figure out who you are. And how are you going to do that apart from this? It's hard. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. So you need the living Word of God that lives and abides forever. So great a cloud of witness that died without receiving a promise. These all, verse 39, Hebrews 139, All died in faith, having obtained through faith a good report, but received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. They without us should not be made perfect. Do you know what the mystery of Christ is? Now now catch this. It's that the Jews and the Gentiles become one new man. They without us shall not be made perfect. We, without them, cannot be made perfect. God came to make one new man, so make in peace. That's the mystery. It's not about being Jew. It's not about being Gentile. It's about being a new creation. He is the firstborn among many new sons, a brand new generation of of sons and daughters that's called the the body of Christ, the body of Christ. That's who we are. Is that simple? Sounds pretty simple. Why do we make it so complicated? I'll tell you why. Because the old man's always trying to get someplace that he can never get. And most Christians spend their whole life trying to become who they already are. And we waste a lot of time. He has already made us the very righteousness of God in him. So we see in Galatians chapter six fifteen it says this. For in Christ, what's the little word before Christ? In Christ, there's neither what? male or female, it says, for in Christ there's neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, but what? A new creation. There's neither what? Circumcision nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. What does that mean? Just what we said. It's not about being a Jew. It's not about being a Gentile. It's about the new man. So people say, oh, you're talk about this new man, new man. Well, is there anything else? What I read is, Jesus' purpose for us was to make us a new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen: If any man is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. In Ephesians chapter 2, let's, let's read this in about verse 13. Ephesians 2, 13. Well, let's see. I, I like 12. No, I like 11. Let's start in verse 11 to 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles... In the flesh. Now what is he saying here in times past? In times past. A lot of people still living in that past. In times past, Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made with hands. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens. How many of you know you were aliens? From the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in this world. But now in Christ, now new creature, you who was sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. Now listen, he's our life, he's our faith, he's our peace. What is he not? He's everything. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, who is the head of all principalities and powers. If it's if you, you know, it says he is our peace. My peace I give to you. It's not a peace that comes floating around that I grab a hold of and hold it a little while. It's the peace of the Son of God. My peace give out, not as the world gives, give out of you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So I give you this, my peace. Irene, You know what that word really means, peace? It's like two broken bones that come back together. That's the way we were. We were alienated from God. We've come back to that peace. That's what Jesus has paid for us. My peace give out to you. What did I get to? All right. Having abolished, verse 15. He says, uh, for, for he is our peace, who hath made both one. You catch that again? So all this controversy going over around being Jew or being Gentile, just forget it. If you want to be a Jew, be a good one. If you want to be an old Gentile, be a good one. But if you want to be a new creature and be one, just forget both of them. That's not who you are. You are a new creature. He made us both one and has broken down the wall of petition between us. Now look. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law and the commandments contained in the ordinance, for to making himself of the two one new man, so making peace. If you don't have new man written down there, write you new man. Circle new man. We're not just talking up here. We're talking about who you really are. That is who you really are, is a new man in Christ. So give the old man a decent burial and get on with living. Don't pay no more attention to him than you have to. Walk in the Spirit and you'll not what? Fulfill the lust of the old man. That's pretty simple. But in church, we preached all the time. If you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, someday you might get to walk in the Spirit. If you'll just quit enough and live enough and work hard enough and pray and fast and be good. I want to tell you something. By your goodness, you're not going to get anywhere. Listen, the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good, the good is just as bad as the evil. Matter of fact, it might be a little worse. Because there's a way that seems right to man. Being good seems right to man. But it's still the way of death if you don't come through Christ. And it doesn't matter what anybody tells you. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And no man comes to the Father, what? But through Him. Hebrews 11 says, faith is substance. It is the reality. Faith is something greater than what we can see, handle with our hands, or see with our eyes, or touch. I just thought of this scripture. You know, Peter said, we was on that mount. Transfiguration. We saw Him in His glory. And we heard Him say, this is my beloved Son. But we have a more sure word than what we heard and what we saw and what we felt. For holy men of God wrote as they was moved by the holy God. We have a more sure word right here. And I'm telling you, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word won't pass away. All all things were created by his word, through his spoken word. Peter said, we heard all of that, but we got something more than hearing and seeing. We have the word of God. And matter of fact, he went on, he'd said, before he said this, he said in first second, second Peter chapter one, says, "By him we've been given exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we may be a partaker of his divine nature." What kind of nature? Divine nature. New man, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust, the old man, and give all diligence. Add to your faith that he's already given you. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindly, charities. And he says, for if these things be in you and abound through what? Through the promises. They make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. For so an entrance, what? Will be ministered to you. But it says, he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten what he was purged from. So be diligent again is that word. Be diligent to make your calling and your election sure. Then an entrance into the glorious kingdom comes when you start seeing the Holy Spirit showing you all the things that Christ has done for us. Do you know what, saints? We're just beginning to look under the glass a little bit. He has so much more he wants to show us. But of the fullness have we all received Grace for grace. He gives you grace so he can give you more grace. He gives you glory so he can give you more glory. He gives you faith so he can give you more faith. But you've got to receive what he gives you to get more. To him that hath shall more be what? But to him that hath not shall be even taken away what he has and given to somebody that's going to use it. Come on now. He gets so excited about being able to give you the something else after you take what he's given you. In Mark chapter 4, and Amplified, it says that degree, the degree of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the amount of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more also to him that hears. To him that what? Hears. But to him that hears not shall be even taken away by force what he has. See, he give us ears to hear. He give us eyes to see. But he give us a word to believe. And that word is what that transforms us into his very nature. It's his promise, exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. I get sidetracked every once in a while. says in faith, it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is reality of everything. It's, it's more real while we look not at the things that's seen, but the things that's not seen. For the things that's seen are temporal. This, those pews, this church, all this stuff is temporal, and someday it'll be gone. But the things that's not seen, that seen through the eye of faith, are eternal. They're going to be here forever. Forever. The things that's not seen are more real than the things that's seen. You know, one of the things it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10-11, says the heavens are going to be wrapped up like an old cloth someday and exchanged. Did you know that's what that word says there? They shall be changed. This whole heaven, this whole earth that we see here, Someday it's going to be wrapped up and folded up as an old cloth and he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. You got that? What we see now is not going to be here forever. One of these days it's all going to be wrapped up. Why? Because it's seen. It's temporal. And it also says in in 2 Peter one twenty-three. Now, 2 Peter 3.10, that the earth will melt with fervent heat. One of these days, this whole thing's going to melt down, and we That's when we get a new one. Is that a good deal? Hebrews eleven three says, "Through faith we understand." It's through faith we understand. It's not through our natural understanding, because the Bible says the natural mind, old mind, does not understand anything of the Spirit of God. It's not subject to God, and it never will be. Matter of fact, it's hostile towards God. But through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things that seen were not made of things that do appear. That's what faith does. Faith takes, brings all this substance into reality. Makes you want to preach, don't it, Ken? Hmm. First Peter one twenty two says, Seeing you have purified your hearts in obeying the truth. In obeying the truth. He says, See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. It's seed. It's not about old seed. It's new seed. The old seed can never get there. The new seed can't help but get there. See, we've been born by an incorruptible seed. We are a new, whole new creation of living new people. And so what? We should walk as he walked. How's he walking today? Is he beat up, downcast? No, I don't think so. You want to get a good look at him, go over to Revelation 118 and see what he looks like. And as he is, the scripture says, so are we now in this present world. You want to see what you're supposed to look like? Go over there. And then start looking into the Word of God and see as the Holy Spirit allows us to be transformed into His very image. Is that what it says? Into His very image. And that's what He wants for us. Oh, man. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word and, and the world was made by Him. And it says in verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What did John say in 1 John 1, 1 through 3? That which we, was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have held, held, handled of the word of life. That which we have seen and heard, we de- declare unto you, that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father. What is the purpose of all Jesus has done for us so that we might have fellowship with the the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Adam lost the fellowship. Jesus gave us the fellowship back. You know, the Corinthian church was a mess. How many of you could see it was a mess? But you know what Scripture says? They came behind in no gift. They were not lacking in any of the gifts. They were all working in them. And he says, God is faithful by whom you were called under the fellowship of his dear son. He didn't chew him out because of all the things they wouldn't do. And he said, God is faithful, but you've been called to the fellowship of his son. Then he went on to proceed to tell them why they wasn't enjoying him. Because you're carnal. You're still walking as mere men. O men. You got it? And then he says, what is it that you got that you're so proud of? then 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, of him are you in Christ, who has made unto us wisdom, justification, sanctification... And any other vocation you can think about. (laughs) Any of them. Anything you can think of, he's already done it for you. Glorification. It don't matter what it is. Of him, or you in him, he's made all of these things for you. That according as it is written, let him that glory, glory in the Lord. See, he really just kind of set us aside and did everything for us and said enjoy it. But I want you to tell you something. Satan is right there to try to convince you that it's for everybody but you. Right. If you'll just work hard enough, if you'll do this and you'll do that, and if you'll, you know, try harder, maybe someday you can be like all the other people that you see that's struggling too. Listen, in this world, you're going to have struggles. But I think he said, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith is more precious than gold that perished. How much do many people know what the price of gold is right now? 1300 1400 1500 Okay. See, I can't even keep up with how it's going. That your trial of your faith you're going to now is more precious than gold that perish. Though it be tried with fire it might be found at the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Son of God. You know, it's the pure gold that goes through the fire that's molded into something. Isn't it? It's the pure gold. And how does it get pure? Through the fire. He gives us the Holy Ghost and what? Fire. What's the purpose of the fire? To purify your faith. You know why? Because a lot of our faith is still attached to us somewhere or another. We think it's basically I'm just a little more spiritual than you are. I have a little more faith than you do. And matter of fact, some people will even tell you, you know, that, well, it's because you don't have any faith. You need to do something to get your faith. Yeah, you do. Believe. That's what you do to get your faith. Believe in what He's done for you. Good Master, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, Well, that's pretty simple. Just believe on me. That's the work of God that you believe on me, who be sent. He never made it complicated. And he says, I pray lest your minds be corrupted through that old man from the simplicity that's in Christ. It just boils down to Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, you in Christ. And he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So just enjoy the ride. Amen. Now I realize there's a few other verses, like first Peter four one, it says, If Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he should no longer live the rest of his life into his selfish old man, but in the power of God. See, there's a suffering that has to go through of putting off this old thing. Matter of fact, it's a reckoning it to be dead. Matter of fact, it's just pretty well giving up everything you think you want, you, you got to have. Matter of fact, <laughs> it's kind of like just starting all over again. Isn't it? Yeah. How many of you know, except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. But it's only when it chooses to die that it brings forth much fruit. And he that saveth his old soul, John 12, 24, will lose it, 25. But he that loses his old soul will find it, will preserve it. That means, that word preserve means to what? Engender alive again to be reborn. Reborn. You get a new one. How many of you glad you get a new one? See, pride's an awful thing. But it's what this world revolves around. The first sin in creation was pride with Satan. He got kicked out of heaven because of his pride. Because of his beauty, he got lifted up and was kicked out of pride, with pride. And that was the first temptation that he gave to Eve, to eat. God knows the day you eat, you'll, have, you'll be just like him. Well, he deceived her enough, she already was just like him because she was made in his image and his likeness. Deception's a bad thing because it's so deceiving. <laughs> Habakkuk four says, Behold, his soul is lifted up, and he is not upright within him, but the just shall live by faith. What is the just going to live by? Faith. Those that are justified in his sight is going to live by faith. Romans 1, 16 and 17, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. See, one of the things we, we've thought, and I've said this before, but let's let's get this right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels, but when Romans says in Romans ten sixteen says that they have not all believed the gospel, for Isaiah says, "Who hath believed the report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed?" And it says, "So then faith comes Romans ten seventeen by hearing the word, and, and the word by the gospel." What he's saying is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isaiah 53 is the gospel that they preached. They didn't have all this other stuff. They had Isaiah 53 that tells you exactly that Jesus died for your spirit, your soul, and your body. They have not all believed the gospel. That's it. All that Jesus has done for us, that's the gospel, Isaiah 53. Not just a part. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are gospels of what he did in Isaiah 53 but that's not the gospel that he's talking about in Romans 16 he's talking about Isaiah they have not all believed the gospel okay and that's important you know Hebrews ten thirty five. it says cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God you might receive the promise now he that comes will come and will not tarry but the just shall live by faith. The just will live by what? Faith. Substance. What did he say? But if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those that draw back, but them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now the just shall live by faith. Faith is very, and faith what? What does he say? We don't have time to go there, but faith only works by what? Love. And where does love come from? God is love. And the old heart's deceitful and desperately wicked. It can't love anything but itself, so we got a problem. Where does love? It says in what? Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Where did we give it? He gave it to us, didn't he? But Ezekiel 36, 26 says he gives us a new heart and a new spirit. And I'll take away the stony heart and I'll give you a heart to know me. Jeremiah 24, 7 says, I'll give you a heart to know me. And he says, why will you perish, O children of Israel? He said in Deuteronomy, I think, verse 11, make you a new heart. How many of you know God's the same yesterday, today, and forever? What did David say? Give me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Get my motives straightened out. Well, the only problem, God said in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart's deceitful and desperately wicked. He's got to do something more than clean it up. He's got to give us a new one. See, and with a new heart, then it's a heart of love because God is love. Then you can do what the Bible says. Can't love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Have you ever tried to do that in the old man when y'all just had a fight? Is it hard? No, it's impossible. <laughs> it's not hard. It's impossible. Don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. The only way you can love each other the way Christ loved the church is to have his heart. And the only way you're going to get it is to receive it. That's right. So walk in love as Christ also has loved you and gave himself for you. And as Christ gave his life for you, you ought to lay down your lives one for another. Can you do that in the old man? No way. Too selfish, too self-centered. Boy. I was thinking about Paul Acts twenty six. Oh. Acts chapter twenty six. Paul's preaching to King Agrippa and telling him what Jesus did for him. He said in verse fourteen, he says, I'd fall I'd fallen to the earth, and I heard a voice speaking to me, saying in Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for you to kick against the bricks. And I said, Who art you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom you persecutest. But rise, stand upon your feet. For I have appeared unto you for this purpose. Paul's purpose. Okay, you got it? To make thee a minister and a witness. Both of these things, which you have seen, and those things which I will appear unto you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles of whom I will now send you, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them, which are sanctified by what? Faith in me. How are you sanctified? By faith in me. By one offering, Hebrews says, you have been sanctified forever. See, a lot of people that have sanctification in their doctrine will teach you and say to you, you get saved, but to be sanctified is a process you go through. Till someday you're sanctified. Give me one scripture. By one offering, it says in Hebrews, you've been sanctified forever. Why? Exchange. You cannot sanctify a corruptible seed. You get sanctified by receiving an incorruptible seed. And it's once for all. There is a growing in grace and a knowledge and being conformed to the image. But that's not your sanctification. Your sanctification is a gift. Of him have you been sanctified, it says. See. So, we see right there what he's talking about. That's part of it. That they're sanctified by faith that's in me. It's his faith. See, don't let the devil always come up, what if you just had any faith? If you just had a little bit of faith, you could still operate where you, where you need to be operating in. You could be doing all this stuff, but you don't have any faith, and you ain't doing anything to get it. You need to be doing some stuff to get your faith. Best way to get your faith is to die and receive the gift of faith. How many of you know that he wants to give us more faith than we can handle? He's not as short on faith. The eyes of the Lord, it says, are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. How's that heart going to be perfect? You've got to receive it. It's a gift. I was talking about in 2 Kings 2 when Elijah Elijah did everything he could to to get Elisha off his trail. I mean, he did. You read the story sometime. I don't know how many miles they ran that day. It was a long way. He was trying to shake Elisha, but Elisha wasn't going to be shaken from him. And he finally gave up and said, okay, what do you want? He said, I don't ask for much. I just want twice what you got. See, that's what the attitude God's looking for because he's given us the ability to do everything in Christ Jesus. I just want twice what he had. He said, okay, if you see me, when I go, you can have it. Do you think he ever took his eyes off of me? Yeah. Absolutely not. So what are we called to do? Look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you see me when I'm lifted up, Jesus is the resurrection. He is the life. He is our resurrection. And when you see him lifted up, when he rose, we rose. When he ascended, we ascended with him. When he sat down, we sat down with him. Ephesians 2 said we've been made to sit together in heavenly places. So the reality is we can have his faith because he gives us his faith. It's not a different faith. It's the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So don't receive the grace or the faith of God in vain. Believe God to do something with what he's given you and watch him give you more. Well, I'll finish this later. (laughs) Part two. two. Father, we just come to you. We thank you, Lord, for the faith that you've given us, for the grace you've given us, for the life you've given us, for the peace you've given us, for everything you've given us. And, Father, we thank you most, most of all for the new creation where we can rest in what you've done for us and not be anxious or troubled about many things. But realizing, Father, that you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. And you've got us in your hands. And we just thank you, Lord, for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Be blessed.